Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Okay, everyone, welcome to an episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. I have a special guest with us here today. And if you hadn't heard already in the previous episode, I'm doing a series of interviews to um, to honor Women Chiropractors Day, which comes up on June 5th. And um, today I have with me Dr. Lauren Brunslick. So Dr. Lauren, welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast. Thank you for having me. I was trying to think of like something way less cheesy to say, but I was like, mm, that, thank you. I'm here. That pretty much sums it up, right? <laughs> so let's get started with you sharing a bit more about who you are and your family and your practice and what else you're up to in the world. Awesome. Okay. So let's see. I'm a Libra, but I don't identify as a Libra. I'm an Enneagram <laughs> 3. Um, so I am, let's see, so I'm 33 years old. I went to chiropractic school, graduated when I was like 24. Um, basically, I skipped third grade uh, and then like just did school really fast. So I was like a young 24 too. So I think we got married in September. Um, I turned 24 in September. We, I graduated in October. We bought a practice in December. Um, and we were living with his parents. Uh, so we moved from where I graduated in Minneapolis to his small town, uh, which is Rice Lake, Wisconsin. That whole decision to do that, I've talked about it on my show before, but like that was like a very like God divinely intervening because I was going to stay in Minneapolis and like be an associate. And he worked for a Fortune 500 company. So he was probably going to get his MBA and do like the da 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 da, the corporate climb. And we kind of just had this moment where I was like, wait, why are we, why are we doing this? Why don't we just move and be by family? Isn't that like our values? And he was like, yeah. So like in the course of a day, we completely shifted our life trajectory. Um, so bought this practice. I also laugh when I say I bought a practice. This thing is, this was not a functioning practice. It was, I paid $19,000 for it. When I bought it, she said, yeah, I'm seeing like 25 to 50 people a week. I'm like, banging. That's great. <laughs> uh, by the time I took over at most five people a week. Oh, yeah. So, but like I said, it was $19,000. Like, um, there was a really funny story about a profit and loss statement where instead of like printing me something, she took a piece of paper and like started writing down numbers. Um, so I bought the practice. She kind of fled. The, like she's like oh I'll be around to help you because I'm just like a baby and I'm like I don't know how to do run a practice and she um basically there was like some tax stuff mm. that so we take over it was good we were legally and um we were legally protected from any of the tax stuff that she had going on That's but then good. we started working um so the ta- the practice was in a town of 3200 people that's tiny. Four, 
teeny. And guess how many other chiropractors there are? Four. Of course. Four other chiropractors in this town. Um, if you're familiar with toughness technique, we learned yeah. like a paragraph about it in school. Uh, that's where it was originated. Cumberland. Huh. Okay. okay. So I'm just like this little spitfire and we just work. Um, I get pregnant about like a year into practice, pretty much planned, almost planned. Um, have a baby, keep working, have another baby, keep working, keep growing, get an associate, keep growing, open a second clinic 20 miles away from us um, in the big town of Rice Lake, which is about 9,000 people if I round up, but they have a Walmart, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> get a second associate, keep working, start coaching for um, a chiropractic place or like whatever, then get kind of, I don't want to say bored, but just kind of like evolve out of that. Like it was time for my path to be like, okay, I'm cool. Um, and left to like just have some space to breathe. And like within 24 hours, I came home from a run and I was like, Kirby, that's my husband. Um, what if we start a podcast? And he's like, okay, I'm listening. Cause he's very used to this. Like I come back from runs with ideas, like usually on average one to three. Um, if you are lucky enough, if you are blessed to have ever gotten a Lauren running voicemail before, because my brain <laughs> is going. And especially when you're running, you don't have all this distraction. So I will call a friend and I'll be like, hey, sorry, I'm running. So I was thinking, what if you, and like totally unsolicited advice is like my go-to. So that was going to be the thing that I missed from not being a part of this coaching group anymore was I loved giving advice. To you people. loved telling people what to do. Exactly. I loved it. I love it. And I'm like, oh, when am I going to hear myself talk now? I come home and I'm like, what if we started a podcast? Like, yeah, we can do that. And so we started She Slays the Day. Um, June 1st, it launched and of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, since then, just kind of doing, managing that and doing the things. Starting a podcast is like, you get this idea and you're like, I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to be so fun. And people are going to listen. And then you start the podcast and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's a lot of work. <laughs> now what? It it's is a lot of so much work. Um, I am really lucky that like... I think God really had his guidance. Like, it sounds really weird to be like, so are you saying God wanted you to start a podcast? Basically, that's what I'm saying. Um, but so I got this idea. My husband's very used to me like coming up with an idea. So I think he kind of like waited to see, is this one going to stick? So I joined this like 10 email, 10 day email series, like how to start a podcast from scratch. So email one is like, come up with a name and a concept. I'm like, check, done, this is easy. That's where a lot of people. So then email two was like, okay, get your equipment. And I was just like, I don't know what these words mean. Like th this, this, I, I don't understand Kirby. So I go to my husband, like, I don't know what this email is even saying. And he's like, oh, I already own one of those. And look, oh. and then we just did this. And I'm like, so this email makes sense to you? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, good and then you know so like he has been Kirby's been the blessing he's the marketing and finance person in my life he's the tech person so 
I kind of joke that like, I really don't, I just sit down at a microphone and do what I do. And then he makes it like happen in the world. Nice. So I've, yeah. I've thought about putting my husband in that role in the past <clears throat> year or so. And I always come back to no. <laughs> like, so he does not no. write any of my content. Like when it, and I mean like across the board and he's so sweet. Like I love him to death. He tries to like talk in my personality and I'm just like, no, Mm-mm. no. Um, so like all of, all of our verbiage comes like straight from my mouth, but, but yeah. Well, that's an important thing though. I mean, it has to be your voice and mm-hmm. whether you're marketing a podcast or um, a course or your chiropractic practice, I'm, I'm very much like, don't use the done for you content because when you use it and I use it and she uses it and he uses it, we're all then saying the same thing, which is the, like the antithesis of marketing, you need to have a voice that's different. So you stand out. So yeah, you're like, your content has to be you. It, yeah. The emails that you send have to be your voice. They have to be written by you. If yeah. You want them to be effective. Yeah. And honestly, I would say that I have found more of myself in like, what is my personality in the last year or nine months of podcasting Mm -hmm. um than the previous like 32 years wow because because you there is this big push of like be authentic yeah so I don't know um who I was kind of comparing myself to you know it comes down to really those conversations of like who you view as successful and like who your mentors are and you're like well that's how you have to be to get that um and so I was actually really diluting a lot of myself um and like oh you can't say y'all you're not from Texas (laughs) I literally I use y'all a lot in like I'll write it out even where I could just as easily say you all or rephrase it. But I'm like, no, I I like saying y'all. And I had somebody be like, did you grow up in Texas? I'm like, no, I just like saying it. You know, so it has just been, it is very interesting because I'm like, well, why am I saying this like this? Why do I curse? Am I cursing for attention? Like, no, I just have a potty mouth. Um, Like, you know, I pray before every episode um, on the microphone. And I am a terrible prayer, like prayer. I don't like you listen to some people. Denise Weber is one of them, you know, of Denise Weber. Um, like that girl has gotten on the podcast and she just like, and I've been with her and she just can like give a prayer that is like, wow, did you like go to a class or like, where did you learn to speak? So I don't do that. I haven't gotten any better at praying in nine months, but you know, I had to be like, all right, wait, why am I, why am I choosing to pray on the microphone? Like I definitely associate as a Christian, but I'm not, am I Christian enough to be doing this? Like, so it's just very interesting when you're in the virtual public world, how much um, self reflection I've gone through of like, I don't know, making sure that like, why am I doing this? What am I saying? Am I repeating? Am I trying to be somebody different? You know, so I don't know how we got on this tangent. Outside of the podcasting realm, like as a podcaster, 
I forgot what my question was now, but I think basically it was like, how important do you think that it is that as a chiropractor, you're working on that same thing for your own practice? Yeah, yes, yes, for sure. Um, that's a great question because I have had people be like, wow, you're just so real and raw. Like, is that how you are in your practice? And I'm like, mm. so I think that you have to be obviously authentic. But when I am podcasting, I, I realize I'm leading people. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like we're all in this shithole together. Oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't. Absolutely. I allowed to swear on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like you can be vulnerable and be like, I know, I'm going through the same thing. Like, let's have someone on to teach us about it. Versus, or at least that's on my podcast, right? Um, versus when you're a boss, it's kind or a doctor. It's kind of like when you're a mom. Where it's like, I want to be an authentic mom, but like there are times where I'm nervous about something and I don't share that with my kids. Yep. Like there's a certain responsibility being a doctor and a boss where it's like, no, you don't get to be that. Mm-hmm. That's not, in my opinion, like uh, beneficial leadership. And that doesn't, you know, you still have to figure out how to be authentic while being that leader. Yeah, I hear you. It, it is different. I definitely don't talk on the podcast like I do with my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interestingly, it's as you use a four-letter word and you're like, can I do that? I'm like, you know, my husband says four-letter words in front of the kids all the time. And I'm always like, don't do that. And I'm like, mm, they <laughs> they're going to hear it anyway from somewhere. Oh my gosh. We were leaving. This was like a couple months ago. And so I have a, my kids now are, so one's almost going to be eight in April. And then one is five. And my eight year old, like, I don't want to say like, I try not to actually have a potty mouth around them, but they have heard mom swear. Um, And she's just kind of like intuitively instinctually knows, instinctually? Instinctively instinctively there we go knows like mom's allowed to say that she's also a very a very sensitive beautiful soul so I don't think she wants to swear like I think that um she's kind of one of those more intuitive healers as she so like words can be very like I think curse words carry a lower vibration of energy and like she feels that Mm -hmm. um so she doesn't have a desire to swear my five-year-old, on the other hand, like that girl <laughs> was cut from a completely different cloth. She is, so I have to be careful with her. So we're leaving the grocery store about a month ago and we walk out and I notice that the back hatch of our car is wide open. Like, so somehow like, and oh, this was, this is when it was, we were going out um, to my in-laws for Christmas. So, but we had to stop at the grocery store first. So our entire back, it's not just like a normal day. Our entire trunk is full of all of our wrapped Christmas presents, like a bunch of alcohol because we party for Christmas, like all of this stuff. And it's just exposed and out. So as we're walking out, I'm holding her hand and I go, God damn it, which I actually, of all the curse words, I really don't like using that one the most, but I say kind of quiet. She (laughs) immediately screams it. 
like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna have to be careful with you. So, so yeah, kids. Speaking of that, okay, so how are you navigating being a mom, a chiropractic mom of two kids that age in today's world? I feel like it's, um, <laughs> it is such a delicate thing. We know so much and we want the best for them. And at the same time, like they're going to make mistakes and make their own choices. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? So I think that in general, um, we put female chiropractors put more stress on ourselves to be this like version of healthy, perfect than like any other profession I've ever like witnessed. So like we start judging what a chiropractic pregnancy is supposed to be. Like if you have fertility issues, like your hormones might be jacked up. Well, they're not supposed to be chiropractic supposed to fix that. Like, and then if you end up having a C-section, Oh my God, like you're not supposed to have a C-section. I got adjusted during my pregnancy. So does that mean chiropractic doesn't, isn't work? Like, does that mean I'm lying when I say that I can help pregnant women have a better birth? Cause it didn't for me. Um, we haven't vaccinated um, up until now. And, you know, we've had the conversations where it's like, well, our, our kids do, my in-laws have a farm and they run around like old farm equipment, you know, like the graveyard of tractors. And I'm like, Shit. like, I know how I would handle if my daughter like got a cut but like, I can't always trust that I'm going to be there to be like, all right, we need to aerate this. We, you know, so like, what if my in-laws, so I'm like, cause tetanus scares me. And so I'm like, I don't know, do we give her a tetanus shot? Well, you can't just do a tetanus shot. You have to like, and so, um, you know, the fact that I'm like, well, shoot, then I would have to be a chiropractor who says like, you know, because you kind of get asked, like, well, you don't vaccinate your kids, right? And then I'd have to have this, like, asterisk of, like, well, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm almost worthy of being a female chiropractic mom, but we did give one. I'm really sorry. Like, we haven't still, but, like, um, we're in Wisconsin, and Maine just took away their exemptions, and so we're having that conversation of, like, in Wisconsin, we have all of the exemptions, and I'm like, well, what would we do if that happened here? And, like, sometimes I feel like my husband's more like he remembers the stuff when I tell him the important stuff. And so like I get freaked out and make decisions sometimes out of fear of like, ah, maybe we should. And he's like, but didn't you say this? Like, isn't, and he'll like reverberate back to me, truth, like chiropractic truth and philosophy. And I'll be like, you're good. You're good. Yes. I have good advice back then and I will try and listen to it. But no, like just in general, like, I don't know, we do our best. Our kid, my kids don't eat a lot of dairy, but mostly because I see the symptoms in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see gluten symptoms. So I really don't like, they eat totally gluten. They eat all the gluten, <laughs> um, you know, but like, as soon as my kids get dairy, my uh, older kid has constipation issues. And then my younger kid starts getting like green buggers. Mm-hmm. So like we really avoid that. Um, but you know, it's just really, I'm just doing my best. And I think that it's definitely not as good as I visioned it being, oh. um, you know, when I was a pre-mom, oh, yeah. like, you know, you think like, Oh, when I'm a mom, yeah. Um, 
but I'm totally okay with it because like, I feel like you kind of get to this point where there's this rat race of all this stuff that needs to happen. And you're like, am I a bad person that my youngest isn't in an organized sport? Like, like shoot, you know, like, should they be in Girl Scouts? Like, am I doing something wrong by, you know, you're like, no, you just got to say no sometimes. And this is a complicated, there is no easy answer. There is no version of perfect parenting. I think it's a really important lesson too, because I've learned the same thing. Like I thought, you know, I was going to be the, I guess I thought I was going to be the perfect mom, really, because I thought my kids were we think, We're definitely going to be better than everyone else. We may not be perfect, but I'm going to be better than her. Right. <laughs> yeah. They weren't going to eat gluten. They weren't going to eat dairy. They're going to eat fruits and vegetables every day. And uh, my, my mom was our first childcare provider and she was our childcare provider for many years. And I would assume that a lot of grandmas are this way. They're like, give the kids what they want. They love the ice cream and the popsicles that dye their tongues purple. I'm like, oh, but they were also very happy there and they were very loved on and they were really well taken care of. And my mom was super reliable. So, you know, it was like, love goes a long way in the like the set of rules that we make like pre having kids very rarely was it like and I'm gonna make sure they know they're loved like we kind of like forget that we're like I'm not gonna give them gluten I'm not gonna vaccinate them I'm gonna have a home birth I'm gonna homeschool I'm gonna be amazing like and then you're like "Mm." really what it really comes down to is your kids need to be loved and safe and Sometimes they eat a cheeseburger in your <laughs> with a glutinous bun. Yep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, yep. Well, okay. So today is an interesting day because it's like the end of this crazy week that we've had with all of this hoopla and um, the media. And hopefully by the time that this episode airs, all of this will just be like a thing of the past. What if it's not? What well, else? I know. Like, it's so funny because, um, yeah, I didn't know, like, if people knew, I don't know when this is going to air and stuff, but, like, yeah, this, uh, the 13th, like, this has been a crazy week. And it's funny putting something in recording that's going to be aired later. And you're like, what if we're like, ma, this is being blown out of proportion. And then a month from now, we're like, oh, we sound like jackasses. It was not (laughs) out of proportion. So like, I hope we're right. I really think that like the general public is going to be like, okay, you can only shut down Broadway and Disneyland for so long before I'm like, okay, go to hell. Or even just like our normal stuff, right? Like bring back the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And school. My kids are homeschooled, so it's like okay, not even a thing in our house. They don't realize that you know things are like as tense outside of our home as what it actually feels like for a lot of other families. But I mean, how long are parents going to be able to stay home before they're or what are they do? I don't even know what they're doing with their kids while their kids are off school, and how are they going to go to work? Yep. I was reading something that was saying that like, oh, they're going to try and make it that like employers have to provide like three weeks of paid vacation or paid leave for their employees. And I'm like, well, that sounds expensive. Um, Shoot. Okay. (laughs) That's going to be hard. Because this whole time, like patient numbers are going to drop. Like you're not going to have your greatest month ever. Like, let's just say that. 
Probably not. No, probably not. My Q1 goals. Let me just say that. There's, there's going to be people though in um, three months or six months from now who are going to be like, my practice was never busier, never busier than during that time. Because all my patients know that getting adjusted helps their immune system. Mm -hmm. And then we get into this space where I'm like, okay, everyone calm down. Like, this is not a war against each other. We're, if we're fighting against each other, this is the wrong fight because um, whether your patients show up more now or they don't doesn't make you a better right. chiropractor or less good chiropractor than anybody else out there. There's a lot of dynamics that go into it. Some areas have schools that are closed and some don't. That's a big factor. That's a big factor of like, yeah. So, so yeah, well, it's time. Hopefully by the time that this episode airs, which will be roughly the end of May, we'll, be, we'll just be like, that was crazy. <laughs> Lesson learned. And thank goodness the world kept on moving on. Kept on moving. So on that note, tell me, what is one thing that you, that you wish more women in chiropractic knew? Whether it's about themselves or practice or even about motherhood. Hmm. So I would say that the big thing that I see a lot of people, and I mean, I don't know that it's specific to women, um, but is the realization and awareness of the ego that you carry. Um, I think it is, there's a lot of decisions that we make you know, I'm a chiropractor. Well, I'm a doctor. I'm a, I'm a chiropractic mom. Like there's all this comparison and the root of comparison comes from this ego and feeling like I'm, you know, I should be better. If I was any good at what I did, I would be big air quotes, more successful. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's hard. So then we go like, well, then you start attaching numbers and metrics to that's what equals success. And then if that's what equals success, that's what equals how good at this you are. Yep. And so it's like, you know, that's why I actually like motherhood where it's like, when you ask like, how are you with this? I'm like, I don't know. Luckily there, I'm not getting a grade because <laughs> if somebody was giving me a grade. Like if there was a weekly metric telling me like, this is how good of a parent you are. It would stress the hell out of me. Like, I mean, some people really get stressed out about being a good parent. Luckily for some reason, I'm just like, nah, they're alive. They're beautiful. I love them. Um, but within practice, there are all these metrics. How much money did you make? Well, how many patients are you seeing? How many clinics do you have? How many lit? And then, I mean, it's not even just within chiropractic. This is within, you know, within podcasting. Well, how many downloads do you have? How much advertising? Money? How much money are you making with it? Like, and it's just like, well, I guess if I was a good podcaster, I probably would have thousands of downloads every week. And I guess if I was a good chiropractor, I would be seeing, you know, a thousand people a week. And I guess if I was a good, you know, whatever. And so it's just like that insecurity is fed from a place of ego that is like trying to compare. And so the first step is really just realizing that it exists and analyzing like, wait, when that thought happens where you have a negative thought on whether it's your weight 
or your downloads or how many people liked your social media posts. Well, like, okay, hold on. What am I equating that only 30 people liked my post? Like, because I'll do that. I, I, I do the same thing. I go through it where I'm like, wait a minute, why did only 30, you know, and you're like, okay, hold on. I'm going, my ego says that was good. More people should like it. And if I was actually good at this, more people would. And so it's just, it's awareness and it's a broken, you're never going to be perfect, but awareness is a big part. Totally. And it feels good when you have all those likes. It's like, it's designed on, on purpose to be this way. Mm. That when you get those likes and those comments, like your, your brain gets the hit of dopamine every time. And then on top of that, the algorithms have figured out how to space out the number of people that are seeing your posts so that not everybody that your friends with sees the post right when you post it, they'll show it to some people now and then some people a little bit later and some people a little bit after that so yeah. that you keep coming back for more, more mm-hmm. of that dopamine hit. <sighs> and if you can just like remember that your, your brain is designed to, it, the, the algorithm is designed to suck your brain into this addiction yeah. then you realize like what it's really doing to you. I, I've taught myself to, when I go like, Oh man, you said 30. And I was like, only five people liked that <laughs> or only 10 people, you know? And I'm like, that was good. That's 10 people who agreed with me or that's 10 people who felt some kind of connection to that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's like, if you, people get so, you know, we're going down the social media rabbit hole, but like people get so tied up into like thousands of this or hundreds of that. And it's like, if I had 20 people in a room that like, I like really took in that message and were like, yes, amen. Like like, that would be a good marketing event. Yeah. That'd be good. So, so Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for, for your time today and for hanging out with me. Um, I'm like trying to figure out a good way to wrap up our conversation because it's just been fun and I've been going with the flow. Well, the best thing <laughs> to do it. He has undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> Trust me, focus is not my strength. Ask my team members. They'll tell you like, nope. <laughs> Um, but if someone wants to learn more about you, about your podcast, where's the best place for her to go? I would definitely say, um, Instagram, uh, my handles at she slays podcast. Um, you can connect with me on, um, we send out like a weekly inspirational, funny, sassy thing called the weekly slay. So if you go to she slays forward slash bestie, you can get that, um, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the internet, but Instagram's a really good place to start. She slays podcast. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the woman who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor. Be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at alignedchirosurvivalguide.com.
Thanks again for listening and see you next week.